Welcome to Speak Your Truth, a podcast created to promote self-awareness and unlock your potential, giving you the strength to live your truth. All right, so here we are. We are doing our first interview, and Aaron Brinkley is via Skype. He's driving in a car. He's very important, so he always needs to be somewhere different. Um, I got Amir. I like, I like the way you put that. I you like that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm Ryan LaDuke, and I have uh, Amir Alexander here, who has been on uh, social media before. He has actually been on the Evan Carmichael show. Um, So, Amir, tell us about yourself here, buddy. Well, um, just to kind of piggyback off what my buddy Ryan said, my my full name is Amir Alexander. I'm a native of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised. Um, I have two older sisters. I'm the only boy in the family. Um, and my birthday is July 7th, 1996. So seven is kind of a lucky number for me, I guess you could say. Um, one day I met Ryan in passing. Uh, I had to get a ride to work. Um, so he was Ubering at the time, because I, I guess that's one of, one of the many jobs that he does to kind of make money for himself. And in the midst of going from my girlfriend's apartments to work, he and I just got to talking and you know, just making making conversation. And one of the things that I let him know was that I'm a college student and I let him know what I was about personally as far as growth, working towards uh, goals. And we talked about the law of attraction a little bit. Um, and I told him about my, my networking and self-education and how I felt like that was the most important intangibles that you could have as an individual to take you further. Um, and, and I... I kid you not, he looked, he turned around from the driver's seat as we were at a red light and said that is the most important thing that you could ever have, self-education and networking skills. And then from there, we made plans to uh, meet up after that and here we are today, you know, trying to trying to uh, put our best foot forward towards something bigger. Yeah, the whole concept of, uh, of building this is about networking and meeting new people and um, just helping others kind of rise to the occasion for whatever that may be. And when you click with someone, it happens fast. Like Aaron and I started a podcast and we've only, we only knew each other for a few weeks and we just haven't looked back since. Um, when, when I met you in that, in that ride and you say keywords, I am always on top of the concept of law of attraction and I am always listening always have my ears open and I just had a feeling that there was a lot of value that's going to come from you and I, w- I would feel it's an injustice if I didn't start having a conversation with you um, so with that said uh, Aaron do you have any initial questions for Amir well first off I'm very happy that you stopped at a red light before you turned around that's probably <laughs> a, a very positive start with um, but yeah, I mean, what Ryan said, I totally agree with. Um, that was something I actually learned in my brief time in college uh, from, uh, I guess, the business like guidance counselor, like the guy who had that program. Um, but your ability to connect with people and network and things like that, like who you know, is so much more valuable than what you know, especially in like the things like there's so many people know all kinds of things and information is so easy to obtain. I mean, with the internet, you can Google anything and figure it out in like no time at all. 
um, but that personal connection is huge. Um, I guess as a, as a question to start off, like how have you seen these things uh, manifest in your life? Uh, and I want to use manifest just to kind of loosely get into some law of attraction stuff too, because I think that that kind of plays a part in meeting the right people to get to know, to network with, kind of like you ran into Ryan or I ran into Ryan and, and now we're meeting today as well too. So uh, what, what have you seen so far? I guess give us some ideas of all the ways it's kind of worked out for you and things like that. Okay. Um, a recent situation that I've just gotten through is that, uh, like, like I said, I'm in college. I'm a, co- a full-time college student, but this time last year I was on academic probation, and I had just gotten suspended from the university for a year because I didn't meet the the terms uh, for my probation. Um, and at that time, that's when I, I met Evan Carmichael via Instagram Live. Um, he has a large following on YouTube, of course, but he had created other platforms to keep up and touch as many people uh, that follow him as possible. And Instagram was one of those platforms. And it just so happens that I have been a fan of Evan's since before he became as popular as he is today. So I followed him and one day he had went live and I sent a request to join in on the uh, on the uh, video, um, which he does for 30 minutes. Like he'll do Instagram live for 30 minute segments every day, when he when he when he has time, because he's very busy now. But before he had a little more time to do it. So I went for it. Um, he accepted the request. He and I we got to speaking uh, on Instagram live, and I told him my situation. Um, and at that after that conversation, I began to kind of rewire my thoughts in terms of what I was doing, uh, where I wanted to go, where I wanted to be, what I wanted to feel like on the inside and how I wanted my life to look like on the outside. So I kind of went through the process of letting go of everything that hadn't been serving me at that moment or up until that point. And I said, okay, this is what I want to do, which was get off of academic probation, graduate college, first generation college student uh, if, if, if I live to, to make it through that day, which I will. Um, that and also just redefine myself as an individual. Those are my three goals. Graduate college after I got off academic probation, so those are two. And then redefine who I am as an individual, redefine my goals. Those are the three things I wanted to do. I stand before you today as a person who got off of academic probation. I've redefined who I am and I've redefined my goals, my dreams, all of that. And I'm set to graduate literally a year from this week. My mother and I are going to be getting undergraduate degrees at the same time. She's a student at UNC Charlotte. Um, so, you know, that that's a very, I feel like that's kind of, that's the icing on the cake for me. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a plus. Not many people get to say that they did that with their mother. And I thought that was kind of cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's what I that's my experience with the law of attraction. That's what I've tinkered with, and I've I've seen that it actually works that way. Well, I like I like the way you mentioned rewired too, because I feel like it it lends to probably the best example I can think of as far as how that whole situation works. And a lot of people kind of get that um, get the I guess get the wrong impression that it's something where you just like 
do something and it changes where like you said it's an active process you're you're reestablishing like habits and thought process um like you said rewiring your brain have you done anything as far as like um like writing down goals or any kind of uh journaling or consistent activities to help with that process absolutely um because i was very i was very uh committed to improving myself and improving my situation so like I, outside of reading books um having mentors looking for the answers beyond myself i did decide to keep a journal and just track where my mind was at i wrote all my all of my goals down and from there i wrote down where i was at i was able to decipher where i was at and where i needed to be and i created a list of things to do to push me closer in that direction. And just for example, uh, academic probation, one of the things that I wrote down for uh, uh, to have the chance of getting off in a timely fashion was to create a better rapport with my professors because I'm at a small university. That's something that I can do. Um, it's a reasonable goal. It's not too hard to achieve. So create a better rapport with my professors um, do extra credit assignments if it's being offered, turn in whatever assignments I do have on time, um, give quality work, um, if, and if I need help, ask for it. Those are, those are the goals that I wrote down to get off of academic probation. I did all of those things. I talked to the right people. I made the right decisions for a full year, and I achieved it. And it wasn't easy, you know, there were nights where I was stressing, there were nights that I cried because I was so afraid that if I, if I messed up academically again, I wouldn't get the chance to be reinstated. Um, I was so afraid of letting my parents down and, and I was doubting the law of attraction. You know, I was doubting my ability to attain whatever I put my foot towards attaining, you know. But seeing myself a year ago compared to where I'm at now, it just reassures me that the law of attraction is very real and it's always at work. It never rests. It only rests when you stop thinking or, or putting things, um, investing yourself emotionally into ideas, thoughts, concepts, beliefs. That's the only time the law of attraction will stop working for you. But, you know, it's an, it's an everlasting... Right, you gotta... Yeah, go ahead. Yo, I was going to say, you got to actively control where your, your mindset's going. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of mentioned the, the tattoo I have, the light bulb with a brain in it. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to represent the power of your thoughts. Like you, if you don't control your thoughts, like anything else around you is going to change and dictate your path. You know what I mean? Like you got to make the decision to, to be deliberate about what you're thinking and then what you're doing, how you feel, all of that. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The way the law of attraction works is it's always going to work it can either work for you or against you. It's it's like growing or dying. It's, it, there is no standing still. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what we have talked about before, Aaron. Um, the, the concept of the seven steps, I kind of want to get a little insight on, you know, how, how Amir has used any of these steps without previously knowing anything about what we're doing and what what our message is talking about um right so we we can go through these one at a time okay um now self-awareness 
is is super important for a lot of different reasons. If you don't have self-awareness, it's almost like trying to set a GPS without a beginning location. It's not going to happen. Um, so in your journey, what do you think self-awareness has done for you or how have you utilized self-awareness? I've utilized self-awareness um, both both personally and professionally. Um, when, I, when I was in the process of redefining myself and my goals, like I had to go back to the foundation. I had to go back to home. You know, I feel like if you want to find out what's wrong with you, the, the farthest that, that you can go back in life, that's where you need to go to. And you have to, you have to start at home. So for me, self-awareness, I was, I realized that a lot of who I had, mm, a lot of what I had became at that time was just years and years of toxic relationships, friendships, um, just negative energy, uh, listening to the wrong people, making the wrong decisions, succumbing to my lower self, um, doing things that other people convinced me was right as opposed to what my spirit told me was right. You know, I was literally, I felt like in a way I was going against God because God is always communicating with you. You just have to decipher his voice from your own, you know. Um, but I reached one of my, my lower points um, this time about three or three, three and a half years ago. And you can be honest on here, like I can say whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Just as long as I'm honest, okay? Yeah. So I struggled. Leave it real, brother. <laughs> got you, I got you. So this is the first time I've said this out loud on a public platform, but three and a half years ago, I was abusing Xanax and Percocet pills. Um, and that came as a result of having certain people around me that weren't good for me. And it didn't come overnight. You know, I always knew that drugs were wrong to do. But, you know, it's kind of like when you, when, when, you, when you meet someone new and they win you over, even though you may not want to admit it, you'll begin to do things that are out of your character, things that you never would have done had you not met those particular people. You'll do whatever you can to win their loyalty and allegiance. Um, or just maybe, maybe it's, it looks fun. Maybe it's something that you want to try. They convince you that it's okay. It's not going to hurt you, kill you, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing that. I lost a lot of weight. I stopped going to class, which is a part of the reason why I was put on academic probation in the first place. I gave up on school. Um, and so, uh, as a result, um, you know, I was stressed out. I was more angry. Just, I wasn't, I wasn't healthy mentally, spiritually, or physically. Uh, and it manifests into academic probation, certain people looking at me crazy because because of how I was acting. It wasn't public that I had a drug issue, although the people that knew about it were the people who sold me it and the people that did it with me. I won't say their names or tell you where I know them from, but mm. um, you know, it was a, that became a big issue for me. And one day I looked up and I was just like, yo, like, what are you doing? I just looked myself in the mirror. I saw my physical stature and I looked myself in the eyes like I looked like a little demon. I was like, yo, what are you doing? This isn't you, you know? And I felt bad because I knew that had my had my parents found out about why I really was on academic probation that it would hurt them. And I that was my biggest fear, that was my biggest pain was feeling like I already disappointed my parents just by putting myself in that situation, but also not wanting to further 
add to it. Um, so from there, that self-awareness pushed me to give up drugs. I've been sober. Um, in July, it'll be two years. Two years, I would have been sober. Yeah, two years. Um, no pills, no nothing. Uh, no drugs of any kind. Um, and then once I put the, the pills down, I was able to let go of the people who influenced me to pick it up in the first place. Even though I take full responsibility, I took the drugs willingly, um, but without that guidance or without that, without that second opinion, uh, it's easier to say no or walk away from it. Um, and along with those, those pills that left, the people, like I said, they left too. And I began to kind of search deeper inside of myself and realize where I was at versus where I was trying to go from the beginning. And I've worked hard to get back into that place. I have a healthier group of friends. I have a healthier mental state, a, health, a way healthier spiritual state. And you know, I feel like I can accomplish a lot and I just have to keep going with where I'm at. Um, and I have a lot, of, a lot of mentors now. I have, a lot of, I have a better support group compared to three and a half years ago when I met certain people and when I started to make certain decisions that I shouldn't have. I'm in a way better space. I feel like God spared me. God kept me here and put me through that so that I could live to tell my truth, which is what Evan Carmichael spoke about in that video that he and I did on Instagram Live. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that. That was my experience with uh, self-awareness from from recent times. Everyone goes through self-awareness, though. You know, when you're doing something wrong, you can feel it in your body, even if you don't act on what you're feeling and you continue doing whatever it is that you were doing before it's still there everyone can be self-aware you just you have to be able to know that when you're feeling something within there's a reason for it there's a reason why if you eat let's say too many too many strawberry shortcakes that your stomach's gonna hurt you're taking too much in there's a reason why after you've spoken certain words to this particular person or that particular person, if you feel bad, then that's because something that you said was wrong. And you're telling yourself that somebody might not have to communicate with you. You can just feel it in your spirit. Anytime you do or say anything, you can feel whether it's right or wrong in your body. And I feel like that's where all self-awareness comes from, just being more in tune with who you are. It doesn't come from without, it comes from within. I like that. And it seems like there's a lot of value and not just self-awareness in your story. Just in the little bit that we've heard so far, it is auditing your environment, because you said that you were around people that were dragging you down. And everybody that understands what we're talking about, they know that you are the sum average of the five closest friends you have, and they will bring you down to their level. You may raise them up a little bit, but nowhere near where you should be. And once you realize that, taking action on it, that's where the money's made. Because like you were saying, everyone can be self-aware. It is not difficult to be self-aware. It's difficult to actually admit that you need to do something to be better, because then you have to admit you're doing something wrong. And nobody wants to do that. But that's where the power is. The power is in admitting, adjusting, and, and acting on it. Because once, once you take action, on something that is going to serve you, it will feel like an immediate result. It may only feel immediate to you, 
but you'll know. You'll know. You can look yourself in the mirror and you can just accept who you see versus being in a toxic situation and you just look in the mirror and if you're dead honest with yourself, you know that you're not doing the right thing. Even though you try to convince yourself that it doesn't matter or you don't matter or any of those negative responses. So congratulations, Amir. Um, that's, that's really powerful. And I hope you know that that alone, just that part of the story is going to help so many people because that's the hard part. Creating the habits, you can do one thing for two minutes. Anyone can. Anyone can do one thing for two minutes and then you do it for another two minutes and then you do it for another two minutes and then before you know it, it becomes a habit and it becomes your new normal. Like I'm sure in your toxic situation, the first time you did it, it wasn't a habit. It was probably kind of awkward. Mm. After a while, it became a habit. It became easy. Mm. And then it became your new normal. And then it's your comfort zone. And now you don't even know why you do it anymore. All you got to do is flip the script. Change that to the good habits. Do it for two minutes. So on and so forth. And compound that interest. Like Aaron and I always talk about. Uh, Warren Buffett, he, compound interest. He made millions and billions of dollars on doing one thing over and over again because it works. Create that habit that works, do it over and over again before you know it. You look back at your past life, it's totally different from your current life. But you have to take action on it. And in order to take action on it, a lot of people actually have to believe it. People can say they believe it but you actually have to believe it. Like it actually has to be internal. You actually have to believe it because you won't make the decision to go do something unless you believe that it can happen to you. Like Les Brown always says, are you familiar with Les Brown? Mm -hmm. uh, he said the easiest thing he ever did was earn a million dollars. The hardest thing he ever did was believe it could happen to him. That self-belief, it's gonna, it's gonna come in every scenario. If you believe it, it can come. Um, so one thing we talk about a lot of is owning mistakes. Um, and that's another thing that fell into that story. Owning the mistakes, owning it. Because if you don't own it, someone else can use it against you. And not only that is if you don't own it, the law of attraction can use it against you. And that's where the danger comes because you can't see that. That isn't something that's visible. That isn't like an enemy that you can fight. You can't pick up a sword. You can't pick up uh, anything other than your own belief system to combat Law of attraction, because it will work against you. Law of attraction is a fickle mistress. It will go after you if you let it. If you stay idle, if you don't take action, it will go after you. So the law of attraction will give you what you need as long as you're seeking the information. Um, so this is one that I'm sure a lot of people will kind of resonate with, that committing to learn a lot of people think it's hard to learn. Mm. Um, is there anything that you can give for advice to people that you've learned about committing to learn whatever it is, whatever field you want to learn, whatever lesson you want to learn, um, anything? Absolutely. Um, for, for everyone that's listening or uh, will be watching this video at some point, I hope it finds you well. And to answer your question, brother, um, I would tell everyone that there's no new tricks. There's nothing 
in this world that you or I have done that hasn't been done a million times already. This is a very old planet. There have been people who have lived long before you and I have, and they've done the same things that you and I are doing now in different ways, of course, but they've done them first. Like, they started them, and they've evolved into what you and I are doing now. And the coolest thing about that is that most of what's been done has been documented. People have written a plethora of books on uh, how to make money, um, how to be a, a better professional, how to reinvent yourself so that you can become more valuable and add your value to somewhere in society, you know what I mean? There's, there's been people who've done it already. They've done the hard part for you. All you literally have to do is discipline yourself, sit down, read about it, or listen about it. That's what podcasts are for. If you don't like to read, you can listen and you can still get information that way. You know, but it's all about understanding that you don't know everything. You have to humble yourself and you, you, you can't be uh, distant when someone tries to tell you something because what they're telling you may be what saves your life. And if you're willing to learn, if you, if, you want, if you want a better life, I would advise you to be willing to learn, be humble enough to know that you don't know everything, but also just self-educate. Don't wait for somebody to tell you. If you want to play sports, but you're not on any sports club or, or any organization, talk to people who are athletes. Talk to some coaches. You know, go to a tryout. Get back in the gym. See if you can get a trainer. Work your way, build your way back into that slowly. There are people who have had Hall of Fame careers starting out in their late 20s, some even their early 30s. I don't, I don't remember the dude's name, but there's somebody who was working at a, a beer factory, and he went to a tryout for the New Orleans Saints. This was back in the 80s. And he made the Pro Bowl after he tried out that same year with the Saints. He quit his, his 9 to 5 job in his early 30s. He made a career out of it and went on to become a Hall of Famer. I forget this man's name, but the point is that you can do anything that you want to do if you're willing to put in the work and learn from those who have made it easier for you. So that's what I would say. Nice. Yeah, and that's kind of what this podcast is for. I know we always talk about that. It, it, this podcast is not for one person. It's for every person. It's about community, it's about coming together, it's about sharing your story and helping someone else with it. So then they can share their story and help someone else with it. And continue to pay it forward and continue to help grow and continue to help people realize that they're not alone. There's hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions of people out there that are all thinking the same thing. But unless they come together, their voice may never be heard. And it's my mission and Aaron's mission to bring this podcast to that person that feels like they're all alone, that feels like there's no one listening. Well, there's someone listening. Um, yeah, so we lost you there for a little bit, Aaron. Um, yeah. You know, the pretty, uh, pretty good chunk. Um, but I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing the, the podcast part that you missed. Um, was there anything that you wanted to add or any other questions that you had for Amir? Um, his, uh, his story is pretty powerful and 
I think that he's going to be able to reach a lot of people with his story. And there's going to be a lot of people that will be able to walk a path that they wouldn't otherwise have thought they could walk. Um, what else you got for him, buddy? Uh, I mean, from what I heard, I mean, it's it's pretty consistent and, like you said, pretty powerful. Um, I think he hits on a lot of the strong points. I think that's pretty evident in the progress he's made already. Uh, for one, I'm just proud of him for, for putting himself in that position. And I know he mentioned, uh, for one, like we talked about the whole self-awareness and, like, really digging down and, and figuring out what you got going on like the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and then being willing to commit and discipline yourself and consistently put your best foot forward. Um, I liked uh, the, the fact that you mentioned the sports teams. Uh, one of the, the people I like a lot is uh, Paul LaDuke, who's a catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it was kind of the same situation. He didn't make it uh, in professional baseball until he was 29 years old and is one of the most highly touted catchers for the Dodgers ever. Um, it's never too late to start, and regardless of where you're coming from, you can always turn it around and, and, and make the, the most of yourself. Um, I will be excited to actually listen to his story more in depth. I, I apologize for, for cutting out there for a moment. Um, dang, uh, phone overheated. <laughs> in a window I guess so that's that's definitely my fault I apologize for that but um yeah man it's uh keep doing what you're doing and I, I appreciate you coming out and and speaking your truth I think like Ryan mentioned the hardest part when you go to make a transition or change like this is when you feel like you're the only one going through it and uh to be one of those cogs now for us and like a part of this community to to bring this awareness to people that you're, you're not alone. We all deal with the same stuff and to have this whole uplifting community and family, I think is really cool. So I appreciate you being a part of that. And then if you ever need anything from me, man, I'm, I'm always here to help you out, brother. Thank you, man. Same here, same here. And it was nice to meet you for the first time today and I look forward to working with you in the future as well. Oh, no doubt, man. All right, man. Um, All right. Yeah, I guess that's it. Cool. I'll that's talk it. to you soon. It was great to meet you, man. Likewise, brother. All right, Aaron. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If this message has moved you in any way, all we ask is you take three steps. One, take action. Two, Tell a friend and always speak your truth. truth.